2: Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs Podcast, 50 days until opening day, and we are on a four-wide Wednesday. Also Wild Thought Wednesday, which we will get to later. Uh Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Corey Friedman in studio today, and Mr. Cody Del Mendo. Hi to everybody in the live chat. Best way to enjoy the CHGO experience is to sign up for that CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any shows and you can be in the live chat during the show. Um, Also, becoming a diehard because that's all day. All day. That's all day. day. And we know that there are no bigger diehard fans in the history of sports than Cubs fans. So we're expecting diehards to sign up before the season. By the way, they're signing up at a record pace right now. Diehards across CHGO Ooh, well, hold at on. a record pace.
3: Hector Anaya said, "The bell icon got me here. No more missing live shows. If you're missing live shows or you're just not aware of show times, the bell icon is huge. Like that's barb. right. You get, gives you that notification. That's
2: right. We're 12:30 this <laughs> week. We'll be 3:30 next week. Just so you know, 3:30 next week. Uh, so anyway, shout out to all those new diehards that are signing up in the dro- in just droves right now. Ben, Steven, Greg, two G's, just like Snoop Dogg." Uh, Jimmy, Jacob, and Jeremy. And Jeremy says he actually joined as a diehard because of the video of an exotic dancer that Karn posted from the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, Did you see that? I did. It uh,
1: It was a little weird. We need to do the same I'm gonna thing. lie. It's I feel, a I feel like I'm gonna need to go somewhere and ask someone. Should the Cubs resign Cody? Bell? It made me laugh. I'll say that. But it
2: it's, was like an exotic dancer in a in a giant martini cup. They said no. They were not at a gentleman's he's,
1: club. He's. It was just Vegas. He's just doing Vegas. his job. Big J journalism, <laughs> brother. Asking, the, you, asking you, the important questions. Important questions.
2: Do you think he asked, had to ask permission of the woman dancing in a giant martini cup if he could take her video <laughs> and post it on YouTube? I, I, think I don't think so. Or on Twitter? I think he'd have to ask. Or because she's danced, she's in Vegas and she's know. in a martini cup, all bets yes. are off. I think all bets are off when you're uh, in Vegas. I don't know. I,
1: also, think, I think he, you asked. Can post I think he it, asked. You can also post anything on X and not get it removed. Carm didn't yeah. ask. There's no ass. way Carm no. that. That was about as natural as it gets. Yeah, also, credit to s- him.
3: You said 50 days to opening day. We are now a week till pitchers and catchers report officially. Wow,
2: Less than a week until you go. Yeah, five days. Now, are you packed? No, not even close. I haven't started. You got to get the Hawaiian shirts in line. Oh, I yeah. haven't been looking at the weather for Arizona. Yet. Are you going to need like a you oh. know this? for That's instance the chgo camo hoodie
1: yeah how's the which you can get oh, it at all chgo.com Don't the, merch sick drip how's the weather work in late february I need to know this. and like Usually Arizona, really nice. Yeah. By the time you get to like yeah. March 1st, it's it usually it like either, 80 yeah. every
2: day. But that first couple, two weeks. Like, w- yeah, it's, it's an intermittent. All we're, looking at,
3: we're looking at next Monday oh, you can pack in shorts. Phoenix. Like all shorts. Oh. Do I bring pants? Oh, I'd bring a pair of pants. Next okay. Monday in Phoenix, high of 63, low of 36. Yeah, but it is sunny, so the sun helps.
2: 63, the sun helps, but as soon as it goes down, it's cold. Yeah. So... And in a general, Cody should should always pack. Might pants. have to hold out. Might have to hold. Yeah. Pack Fair pants. enough. Might pack have to hold
3: off of on of the pants. Hawaiians for maybe the first week or so. You know.
2: Well, for your on-air
1: stuff, sure, you could yeah. do the Hawaiians sure. and then put on your. I'll take a few Hawaiians myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't wait to go to Arizona in February and not be here. Admittedly, I yeah. can't wait to not be here in February.
2: <laughs> Is Brendan going, Corey? Is he going out there to Arizona? He usually it's ends up there for, for a little
0: bit. Yeah, I think he's got some family out there so he ends up nice. on the backfields at, at nice. some point. I don't know what his plan is though. Brendan's just stalking on the backfields you have to, you have like to a get lineup. him out of the laboratory so I don't know <laughs> right. when no. he's available. Brendan's
3: in the backfields like like through like going through the 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 little the fence that, you know, separates yeah. the
1: baseball field obviously and just like talking to the pitching coach He's like, yeah. "Hey
3: Tommy, it's me, Brendan." Battery's going to
1: be sh- going and he's going to see Morell and he's gonna be like, Chris, I feel like you can be a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Like he did like he was tweeting last night. No, I mean, knowing him, he'll show up with his like, you
0: know, arm sleeve and whatever and hope he can just like slide yeah, into the practice. Is a like, two thousand Who's that guy? Yeah. A two thousand. Who is that guy? Must be a non roster invitee. Yeah.
2: Uh Ricky with a super chat already, two bucks says, Congrats to Ryan on your engagement with Selena Gomez.
3: Credit to Ryan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um not the place I was planning to reveal it. But thank you, Ricky. I don't know how you got that how you got word like that. I hadn't broken the news. Um, Benny Blanco's out, Ryan Herrera's in.
2: Well this is just like uh, this is like a Taylor Swift. You accept an award and you're just like, Oh, and by the way, I have a new album coming out, this is where you can buy it. Thanks.
3: Yeah. No, this is my new favorite bit because
1: the more we talk about it. The higher the odds gonna are happen, that
2: yeah.
3: Selena Gomez
1: eventually season or here's the, the art of manifestation works and Delmetrix proved that last season because whenever I started taking all the guys for who you got that no yeah. one wanted, they started doing well. All right, yeah, the, the art of manifestation works. And that sure. said, Cole Tucker, I still hate you. I'm, there's nothing more I'm rooting for is there's nothing more I'm rooting for more than uh, Vanessa Hudgens and Cole Tucker divorce. Oh, well, that's that's not nice. Yeah. I don't care. I disagree with you.
2: <laughs> just just remember because just because Selena's uh, Cody single doesn't record. mean you're uh, guaranteed cash considerations is out there, and he's a yeah. pretty attractive guy. Cody Del home he's, record. He's well traveled. I like that. Cash all considerations traveled. is well traveled. He's an international man. Uh, speaking, of, uh, we mentioned Brendan and his lab. <laughs> uh we went over packoda projections yesterday, which had the Cubs at like eighty eighty one wins something like that right and a thirty one percent chance of making the playoffs. It only took a matter of hours for for Brendan to then go on Twitter and turn that into some sort of map and graph. Do we have that series I put it in slack can you pull that up it was, I
1: remember retweeting it and just not really understanding i put it it's
2: it's in slack or or it's or it's on brendan's uh
1: uh, twitter handle one. he
2: he took he took it and then gave that gave is. us whether or not it's valid or not pakoda projections honestly i don't know what it means he's got he's got one gray spike and then he's got some red spike and a five win error pakoda projections are fun but they also come error prone with 10 of the 30 teams missing the mark by 14 wins red distribution
1: <laughs> That's the red part. Why yeah.
2: couldn't he just leave it at the sentence? Why did he yeah. have to give us the graph and then start getting the nerd words in there? Because yeah. how else is he going to has got to back it up. Yeah. 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 How like,
0: else is he going to show everyone? If anybody
2: wants to check what he's talking
0: about. I mean, about. Yeah. he
1: goes as far as trying to convince us all that Christopher Morrell can be a pitcher last night, too. So, I mean, is this he, is no surprise. Then is the, he still key on, Python, the key on the, the side
2: is showing Pythagorean no theorem, and it's showing
1: Dakota. Yeah. 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 It's a whole thread. Whole thread on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think think
0: just trying, because, I mean, you do see it, and this happens every year. Like, people really freak out about it. And so I think he's just trying to add some perspective of, like, you know, this is not, like, an exact win total, like, that the Cubs are going to have. It's a projection system based on certain
2: things, and you should interpret it a certain way. So Fangraphs now has the latest one to come out a day later, and roughly the same thing, right? Oh, their only difference is they go from a 31% chance of making the playoffs to 37% chance. But
1: wasn't it a lower chance to win the division? Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Like, because, you know, make the playoffs also includes wild cards. Yeah. It's not like... So it actually, it actually promotes what I said yesterday, uh, or at least... Gives me some sort of talking point on the fact that I said yesterday I think two NL Central teams make the playoffs this year. Interesting. So,
2: interesting. Maybe Fangraphs so Delmetrics. and
1: Dalmetrics are finally coming together. I well, keep emailing them telling them to put my shit up there, but they won't do it. They Fangraphs, don't do it.
3: Fangraphs has the Cubs ahead of teams like the Marlins, the Mets. Um, where we saw Mets. Pachota had Mets at the, the third wild card, yeah, right? The
1: last wild card. Uh, Fangraphs
3: would have the Cubs at that third wild card mm. spot. So, yeah, there you go.
0: Stucky stats don't agree with any of it. I I mean, I know you guys talked about the Pocota stuff a little yeah, bit. But what do but you I think? F- I feel like all of this lines up exactly with what anybody should have expected. Yeah. I think what's jarring to some people is seeing the Cardinals ahead, but even in the Fangraphs one, like, remember, they're projecting them for, like, low 80s wins. It's not like they're projecting them to be 100 win an team. actually, yeah. like, good top contender. It's a bad division, and I think the projections reflect that. The The Cardinals have a lot of players that I think those projections are going to feel safer about in a lot of ways. Arenado, Goldschmidt, even the pitchers they added, despite being older and carrying some risks, it's I think uh, it's easier to project those things if you're putting things into a computer system like that and when we look at the cubs for you know i know you talked about how they are not the team that started the 2023 season you got rid of a lot of that dead weight you did improve your depth you found stuff out about a lot of players but at the same time you still don't have your best offensive player from last year and you have a lot that a if you're talking about a projection system they don't they don't know the answer to. Who is Shota Imanaga in major league baseball? What does a P at the moment, a Mike Talkman led center field with PCA coming in whenever, what does that look like? What is Michael Bush playing you know, every day against right-handed pitching look like at first base? Who's playing third base? These are a lot of questions. And as we've talked about, some of this stuff can get better. Of course, Justin Steele can be even better than he was last year and win the Cy Young. He could also be a tick worse and still be really good. Yeah. But the Cubs have a ton of questions that I think you can't reliably project, which is part of the reason that us and everybody comes on these shows every week and yells about signing Bellinger or signing more than Bellinger because you want to get to the area where you are reliably predicted to win a division that currently doesn't have a team
2: projected to win more than 85 games. Right. It's, it's what I said yesterday. It's on paper. Anybody that looks at it should be able to say they're not as good as they were last year on paper. That doesn't mean they won't be as good as they were last year. But if you remove Stroman and Bellinger and your most proven addition in the offseason is Hector Neris, I can't disagree with the projections. No, I don't think but it 's also is. why Stuckey stats are not coming out for another 50 days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no I, I, don't, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think anyone is disagreeing with it. you know I, right now they're being projected to lose or to win less games than they actually won last year. Um, and, yeah, looking at the team on paper, like, I, I can see why that happens. Arguably their best player last year. know, actually their best player last year is no longer on the team. Like, that would make a lot of sense that they would lose less games were they not to bring him back, right? Um, I, again, I don't know how many wins Bellinger adds to the team. Uh, and now if they do re-sign him, um, be interested to see where that where the Cubs obviously line up on Pocota or Fangrass projections, whatever it is. Um, because he does add, he does add something. He's going to add a few wins, depending on what the number is. I don't know, but um, we could see if he signs with the Cubs, we could see the Cubs all of a sudden jump into that projected to win the division spot, right? Like I, I don't think that's out of the question if they resign him. It's just at this point, like they got to do that because the team on paper is worse than it was. Um, you know, in September when they when the, when the season ended, just because, as you said, you you subtract Stroman and Bellinger, um, and you, you you made some additions that I think we all think are are good additions. We just don't know; they're just not. Besides Neera, it's not proven at the MLB level.
2: Yeah, and you that, hope there's the development too. Yeah, you, you hope. Yeah.
3: So.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, what well, Fangraphs gave him 80, eighty-one wins, so uh, literally a five-hundred season what 81 and 81 81 and a half so So, uh it's kind of like what I said yesterday and the fact that I think it's a gift that they gave the Cubs 80 80 or 81 wins when we all three of us or all all of you guys just said that on paper this team isn't as good as last year so if the team isn't as good as last year and you're still getting projected to win 80 games then they're not too far off obviously you need your best player so the fact that it's below 83, I understand, and I'm and I'm okay with it, and I agree with it. But yeah. I think that Picota and Fangraphs believes that this team is could be a sneaky team <clears throat> in 2024, and uh, even if they sign Bellinger or not, mm-hmm. could still be a sneaky team in 2024. It's going to take a lot for me to talk myself into that, but yeah. I got 50 days to, to do that, right? But I that's. That's like the the spin zone that I can give anyone listening to this is that I if I if you had told me that this team a, a month ago if you had told me this team was going to be even close to what last year's team was without Bellinger I wouldn't have agreed with that but you have these projection systems coming out thinking that they're what two two uh win or two wins less than last year without Bellinger on the roster to me that's just very telling and again like Corey mentioned all of those guys and I, we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I, I just, I think it's a gift that they really think that this team could win 80 games without Cody Bellinger and the lack of really any major move on the market of proven I'm, guys. I will say that,
3: I mean, this is it was me personally. I'm not rewriting history. I said this, the team last year, was like a, around a 500 team with the ability to go like three or four games either which way. And that was without knowing what Cody Bellinger was going to be last year. So mm. I do think the team was good last year and should have been even better, obviously, with Cody Bellinger doing what he did. So I'm,
1: we all agree with I that. I
3: think 500 is, is right around right now where I look at this team. And I'm like, yeah, I could see 500. Like, I don't I don't think that's – w- I wouldn't consider it a gift. I think 500 is reasonable for the team as it's the, constructed and Bellinger adds more to it, obviously. yeah, I Reasonable think but
2: disappointing. So yeah, that's what sure. I was yeah, going to yeah, say. For that sure. I, it's I, an this offseason you went into thinking about for, Shohei Ohtani. Yeah, for sure, I, and I, I agree. I agree with you. On and that. I that's think it,
0: it. I think it. It reflects the biggest disappointment, which is, you know, as Cody's saying, like I think that's a, a fair projection, and I think given how the changes, like you would take that for the roster, but for where we wanted the organization to be, it's it's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it reflects that they are still in a position where there is you're kind of relying on a ton to either go right or wrong to kind of define how this season is going to go which is what they did last year Mm -hmm. we were hoping that they would get themselves to a position and i know luke you were talking about it i think yesterday we talked about it on friday like they this the division is right there yeah the team they're projecting to win the division was horrible Last year, and they have them at eighty-four wins. What a gift! One of the th- like, Brendan and I on Friday were looking at like, like imagine being in pick another division, the AL West, yeah. the AL East, a nightmare, and the Cubs have this absolute gift of the division that they're in. And we're still sitting here talking about the projections. Like, well, if these eight things go the way they need them to, and maybe they sign a, another player, then they'll be. And it's like, that's, it's not good enough. It just isn't good enough. No, yeah. they need, and there's, there's still time, but I, <laughs> you know, even Bellinger, it Bellinger's not going to move them to a 90 win projection, you know, like he'll move them to, Maybe they gave up to 83, 83, 84. 84. Like, he's not going to take you to the territory that we all wanted them to be at, which is, like, this is the clear-cut favorite in the NL Central. And that's going to be disappointing. We can look at the team and be excited and try to figure out how they win the division while also noting, like, this is not great. Enough goes wrong, and now you're back in the mid-'70s. Like, And it's not... It's 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 easy to look at the stuff that would go right that pushes this team to ninety wins. It's easy to look at the stuff that goes wrong and pushes them down into the seventies. And that's what I think a lot of the fans are going to have the problem with. You didn't build
2: enough like certainty with your roster. And that's if you bring Bellinger back and if Bellinger plays like he did last season or to that same level. And we got a super chat from Foreign Empire. We have a coach that has won with less belly can bring us to 90 personally i think but i also think council can bring us to 90 without him so well, that here's that's my question is if it's wild thought wednesday thank you for an empire thank I, you for an thank empire. you for an empire for your five dollar donation uh wild thought wednesday this one is going to send the godfather of chgo michael colada <laughs> possibly into the fetal position
1: I feel wild like he's always thought, been in the fetal position. Wild yeah. Thought
2: Wednesday, as we're all sitting here saying <laughs> it, it's disappointing that they are at this point with 50 days left. With 50 days left before opening day, is Jed playing this perfectly? What if Jed is playing this perfectly? Being patient, trying to wait out Boris, and not getting involved in these massive 600, 500, four, like any of the massive deals yet, not overpaying for Snell, not overpaying for Montgomery, not overpaying for Chapman right now. And he's saying, you know what? We have the prospects. This is not the time in our step to panic unless something comes to us. He's made, a, he's made it pretty clear. He's not. Ryan says it every day. He's not willing to go over the boundary to get certain players. He doesn't want to overstep it. He's more cautious than some other guys. Now, he got Swanson, but barely. Mm. Is Jed – what if Jed's playing this perfectly well, and setting the Cubs up for sustained success like we're asking for? Right. Now, I'm asking that, and I'll tell you, I don't believe that. <laughs> it, it's my wild thought yeah. Wednesday, but I don't believe a word I've said. I, I agree with what Corey's saying. They're sitting on their hands watching the cars go by – and they've got 50 days to fix that.
3: I, I don't think he's played the entire offseason. Are you talking about the entire offseason or just, like, the Boris situation?
2: I think his entire offseason, other than Craig Council, has been very conservative. Well, I, yeah, as I'm saying, I don't think... Very, I don't think, very conservative, considering it's a wide-open division and he's got yeah. more money than any team in the division. Yeah, I don't
3: think he played the entire offseason perfectly. Um, I think he's a little closer to that with the Boris thing. I, I Again, I just... What Boris, You know what Boris is asking, and then we've seen numbers but nothing like concrete, right? But um, what Boris is asking is just clearly for some of these guys is just above what any major league baseball team wants to pay. So the fact that Montgomery, Snell, Bellinger, Chapman, the fact that they're all still on the market tells you that the ask is really high. And so I don't, I, I don't think – I mean, considering that none of the 30 teams have gone and signed one of those guys – I can't say that Jad isn't playing it the right way. Um, but I, I So I, he could be playing it perfectly. I, I think when I mean, you're looking at the Boris part of it, I don't think he's playing it wrong. Because if he was, those guys would probably be gone and you lost out on him. Right? I don't so I don't think he's playing it wrong. But the offseason, I will agree that it's just been a very cons, you know, conservative offseason since the Craig Council signing, um, you know, hiring, just because it's what we've talked about consistently that they haven't made huge splashes, which, you know, if it, whether you wanted them to or not, is your idea of a good offseason. But they had to, they haven't made those big splashes. They didn't go out and, like, pay a bunch of money for Yamamoto, who was the obvious mm-hmm. top pitcher signing on the market. Um, and, again, like we talked about, like Hector Nieris, Imanaga, and the Michael Bush trade is, is all they've really done on the player side. Um, so it, it does feel more conservative than not so I, I don't know that I would say he's played I, I wouldn't say he's played the off season perfectly entirely but when it comes down to the Boris thing I think I think he's more he's playing it more right than wrong
1: I I think what I agree with Luke in this scenario is that I agree that they haven't been as aggressive as they should have been coming off a season where you were projected to win 90 games going into September and you completely collapsed and now you're The you're 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 spinning the whole Craig Council's hiring as a as a thing that's going to panacea yeah Yeah. panacea cure all right I agree with that but I disagree on the Bellinger stuff because like what Ryan said I feel like he would have signed already if if you know if he wasn't getting – if Boris wasn't asking for an ass ton of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, that's the four, the big four of his right. clients, I think. Like it's it's the not the even just Bellinger. It's, it's Snell, it's Montgomery, it's it's Chapman too. And so I think he is playing the Bellinger situation right. And, you know, I, I keep saying, like I said in first day of the offseason, maybe it was in October. Like the longer this goes on, the more likely I think he's going to be a Cub. And so I'm staying on that hill. But, you know, I the the lack – the biggest thing for me is the lack of just being aggressive in, a, in an off season where it felt like that t- in an offseason where it felt like the team was really taking steps forward and you you played better than what anyone really expected because I, I, I haven't forgot going into last season, many people thought they were selling at the deadline again, 70 win team at best, blah 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 and they fuck around and win 83 games. you get some extremes like Justin Steele, uh, Nico Dansby win gold gloves say a hap you know productive whatever all keep keep, keep going right so I felt like going in this offseason they should have been a little bit more aggressive and that's probably my biggest thing my biggest uh, frustration but at the same time there is still time maybe once they sign Bellinger that one of those trades trade scenarios that we've talked about all offseason happens it's just like it just comes down to the fact that they just like baseball needs one of those like, like cutoff times or whatever because it's just like Boris is controlling this ent- entire thing, and it's just – it it's not good for the game, man. Are you uh, – I guess this
2: is for Corey and, and Cody. Jesse Rogers says Bellinger 49 – if he had to say right now, 49% chance he signs with the Cubs, 51 he ends up somewhere else. Uh, are you discouraged by that number of the uh, Rogers rating? I'll let Corey you go first on that one. Are, are, are you – does, does, no. a, does someone who's, <laughs> who's in the know saying 49%, does that, uh, does that worry you? No, because I think
0: if I read it correctly, the logic is I think what it's been the whole time. And as we've talked about, like if somebody, as you were just saying, is, is getting nervous, they need to make a big move for their offseason and they are willing to come over the top, then that's not going to be the Cubs, which I think has been the case this entire time. And I agree, you know, with Cody, like if that offer was there, I think we'd be done with this by now. But that doesn't mean that it can't come. There was a point, I think it was a few weeks ago that said he didn't have any official offers. And so Mm -hmm. you never know when that comes or doesn't come in terms of somebody deciding, you know what, Cody Bellinger is our guy, or we missed out on XYZ free agent, and we need to make a move and Cody's still there. Let's talk to him and have, you know, sometimes things come together fast. The council Hoyer stuff happened very quickly. It wasn't even on people's radar, but then they were like, Hey, we should reach out to him. And a few days later, he's their manager. So it, it doesn't, I, I think the question more is like, how do we feel about jed's strategy on the whole thing which you know as we keep talking about it we'll see how it if it works out or not (laughs) like it's a tough question to answer until we see if
1: it works or not jed just hasn't proved enough at he hasn't proved enough to be able to land like make a big move like this other than dansby you know, Seiya was less than a hundred million dollars. Like he got the extensions done with happen and Nico. Like I'll give him credit there. I remember before the, I think Hap was the first one. Before it happened, we were all like, Nico or was first. Nico was yeah, the Nico's first one. First. It happened and we were like, a little mind blown by it. And you know, I give him credit for that. But when it comes to, on the free agent market, the biggest thing that he has done or the biggest deal that he's made is is signing, uh, Swanson. And again. It's worked out. He's has he had the highest F four of any shortstop from last year and great. But he was still like at the time the like was looked at as a consolation prize, right? Well, Jed, and Jed, and Jed has th- yet to act on anyone at the top of the free agent market where, in my personal opinion, the Cubs should be at. You know, they 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 passed on Yamamoto. sure, $325 million, twelve, 12 years. That's a long time for a guy who's never pitched in major league baseball. I get it. You know, maybe Otani is the outlier here. Like they, they tried, but Otani wasn't, ex- wasn't 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 expected or didn't want to come to the Cubs. Whatever. He wasn't going, he wasn't going anywhere right. with the Dodgers. Right. Like maybe Otani's the outlier, right? But my point is is that for people like me and Corey and Luke on the outside and not on any and in, in the know of anything, it just looks like Jed is afraid to just kinda be a little bit more aggressive or put his put step into a little bit of boldness because that I, I that's a word i haven't used in this conversation is just being a little bit more bold like you're at your your prospect capital is where it's at you, you could have made a trade i feel like i don't know how you haven't made a trade yet relate because of all these prospects you have like just I, i'm asking for for a little bit of boldness now i'm not trading christopher morrell and owen casey for emmanuel class a like that guy from bleacher report tried to put out there on the internet yesterday. But I'm just asking, like, you, there's other moves that you could have made outside of re-signing Cody Bellinger, you know what I mean? Like, And that's that's my frustration, is you, it really feels like they're trying to go into 24 and find out what they have from within. And it's like, but you've been doing that for two years now. The only difference going into this year is that you have better prospects coming up, or at least prospects that are ranked higher which okay all right i remember brett jackson and josh vitters too you know i i just like it there has to be a little bit of both man like we should be able to be excited about some of the prospects but also be excited about the team that those prospects are going to come up and and hopefully help the team propel to higher levels than we believe you know and that that's the biggest frustration for me when it comes to jed in you know this offseason but also in previous offseasons too and I gave him a pass the last two off seasons before this one because we knew where the team was and they had to build from within and, and, and get the organization healthy. But you're healthy now and you sign Imanagi, you made a trade for a top 50 prospect that we still don't know what's going to be, but I like the trade, and you sign Hector Nearest. Like, you got to take a risk. You yeah. be willing to take a risk. I think
2: your sure. a a word bold is a, is a yeah. key word.
3: Yeah. Well, To get back to your question, the 49-51 thing, yeah. I guess Spin Zone forty nine percent means you still have the highest chance of, of signing him, right? Even if the rest, the, all, the other twenty nine teams are splitting that fifty one percent, forty nine is still the highest. Forty nine versus the field. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, but that's Cody, a, you, that's a good Cody Spin. You zone. said some earlier that what Scott Boris is doing is bad for baseball, and I, I completely disagree. I, okay. th- I don't. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't. Whatever. I don't, I don't think it's bad for baseball at all. What he's doing
2: getting the getting the players the most money they can get no
3: i i look at it as and actually wrote about this in our diehard mailbag last week so credit to you get that diehard um that i i don't know any other industry besides pro sports where we look at players and the representatives or uh, employees and the representatives trying to get the best deals they can get i don't know any other industry where we sit there and say it's a bad thing I don't know where we
2: take the side of of, of, the, of the people the big, paying the
3: big corporate. Yeah, I don't know any other industry where we look at it and say employees shouldn't hold out for the best deal they can get or look for the best deal they can get. I don't there's no other industry where we talk about that. I don't know why sports in general think that that's a bad thing. You so know what the difference just,
2: is? There's fans. Sure. There's, there's fans in sports. But there's no games to watch right Like right now. If, if you're talking about, hey, I don't want Amazon to make this money. I'm looking out for the consumer. There's no fan in the middle saying, I'm a fan of Amazon. Sure. But, you, know, you know what I mean? Like I There just, just isn't. That's just, what's different about it. That's what's different,
3: but I, I still I, I can't sit here and say that Scott Boris is bad for baseball when he's just doing what's best for his clients. When we talk about a long history of owners owning players, right? Like we talk yeah. of, of owners not letting players even leave their team, right? You go back to like the Black Sox stuff or no free agency where players can kind of go on their own market and fi- figure out what they're worth. I'm, i I think I generally fall on the players and, and agent side on this kind of stuff. I
2: he's playing by, he is playing by the rules. Okay. And if I had to, if I, let's say I was able to hit a curveball and continued playing sports at some point, <laughs> he would be my agent. Like, oh, right? absolutely! If, if today, if today you were a top prospect and you were going into baseball and you're like, "All right, I'm going to play the field for agents
1: right now," who would be the first name that you'd be like, "Are you interested?" My, my, yeah, my rebuttal absolutely. and my my rebuttal to Ryan here, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks this. It's just I, I'm asking for a deadline. Like we shouldn't be sitting you'd like, here. Baseball would change it. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I like, don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's that's Correct. what I'm saying. Like I'm, it, it's not, I'm not it's trying. not
2: his fault, but what he's yes. doing well, and is I, just like when. It's like when you change the rules for anything. It's like yeah. the shift. I don't like the shift. I don't care who started it. Fix it. Yeah. yeah. And I think
3: Jed actually talked about that at the Cubs con, right? Like, he yeah. wanted a deadline. And, mm-hmm. you know, deadline spur movement, like, no matter what it is, like deadline spur movement. If you're talking about the trade deadline, if you're talking about a signing deadline potentially, like, for one, I'd, I, I, the way it would limit the control players have over the free agency, I would imagine the Players Association have would have – issues with that so I don't think that I I don't know when that would come to baseball you know um definitely not before the next CBA but I mean I don't disagree with you I think if we're talking about you know spurring movement getting the offseason going instead of waiting yeah deadlines would would what happen. and and that's not it's up
2: to baseball to change that not Boris yeah
3: and that's another thing that's what I'm saying yeah when you talk about like the NBA right like they don't have a they have a cap they have a I think it's kind of soft in some ways but mostly a hard cap um And they they don't have a deadline per se, but they have max contracts and a cap, which is like, okay, these players need to get max contracts before teams run out of money and teams need to sign, you know, get up as close to the salary cap as they can with good players. Right. Like that's what spurs movement in the NBA. Baseball doesn't have those things. So the only way to spur movement would be to like institute some kind of signing deadline, which Mm -hmm. I don't know what that would look like, but I, yeah, I think that's, if you, if you want the off season to kind of not drag out as long, yeah, that'd be.
1: Probably just, the best I way just, to do it. I feel like it would... It would make the baseball offseason more like it was when I was a kid, when we were kids. Hell, when Luke was working. Okay, working, here we go. Working uh, here comes not the shaming. I'm not when even trying to throw. When Luke was uh, when the putting stats
2: into tablets. When we yeah. you were in the Cubs dugout, <laughs> that, back when, were, when, when, were when were, the reserve clause was still. When going was doing, When you were, we were in the game Cubs game dugout his talking his to Ramos drawing and Derek, The games were in black and white. he was living in the cave and he did stick figures on the ceiling of the cave. Players were making one thousand dollars per season. I
1: just remember when the baseball offseason was so much more fun cuz at least by the time you got into January you had an idea of what teams looked like. And then these lists that they're putting putting out all the time would make some sense. And these Bicota projections and Fangraphs projections would, you know, at least you could look at them and be like, "All right, well, makes a little bit more sense." I the, you know, related to what we've been talking about, I just sure, yeah, like I feel like it's a gift that we got 80, they're giving us 80, 81 wins without Cody Bellinger on the roster. But I also would like to know what it looks like with Cody Bellinger on the roster or with Cody Bellinger on another team and what have the Cubs done to replace him? You know what I mean? Like these yeah. these types of things. Like it's, it's not fun to look at right now when I know in my heart that the Cubs aren't done yet. I fully believe they're not done yet. So
2: spin, speed it up. Spin zone. Baseball has the most boring offseason of any sport, but... That makes us the most exciting thing in the offseason. <laughs> <Spin laughs> uh, also exciting, Game Time, who's also looking out for the, the little guy and trying to get you good deals on tickets, Ryan.
3: Yeah, dude, Game Time, and we talk about it all the time, how you know, I've used Game Time for specific games. Actually, I, I think I talked about it, but the first ever Bears game I went to was with Game Time. We were at one of our tailgates. Oh yeah, me and me and my parents there. and some aunts and uncles. It was the uh, Bears Texans, I think, a couple years. Yeah, and ago.
2: And all of a sudden, you just were. Yeah, never never been were...
3: to a foot, never been to a Bears game before. And we we're like, you know what? Let's go. Checked out Game Time, and it oh. got our tickets like that. And we were we were at Soldier Field. Um, but yeah, Game Time, uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, some of the things I like about the GameTime experience—they get, you know, the last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and they actually give you, when you're on there, you get the views from the seat. So, when you're looking at, you know, prices and, and where you might be at in specific stadiums, you're looking at—you can actually look at it through GameTime if you're. Watching on YouTube right now, you could see that if you're
2: not, what's the uh, cheapest Super Bowl ticket out there right now? Big game ticket, cheapest game, big huh? game ticket. Uh, Five grand, <laughs> six, six grand. Good view at it's, least, it's, it's
3: a great view of the park. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's tough. Super Bowl is is pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even af- and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Cody, what's your uh, best Game Time purchase?
1: Uh, well, I went... I went to Morgan Wallen last year at Wrigley mm. for literally pro- under $200, which was a really good price considering most of the tickets were over 300
2: Might use it for Luke Bryan this year?
1: Perhaps. I'm going – I already got tickets to JT, so. Mm, yeah, really? I've, and I've they, added and a they, show. And they came from game time. They were cheaper than what they were whenever they came out on, like, Ticketmaster. So, Yeah. And I and I got him now because his concert's going to be so popular. Oh yeah, for sure. So I didn't want to miss out. Uh, so yeah. So take
3: the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: C B. G. CBG, that's Charlie the Bacon Guy, based out of Woodridge, Illinois, he makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 different flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, preservative free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most store bought bacon. It's vacuum sealed, freezes perfectly. Bacon lasts in the package up to 60 days in the fridge, one week after the seal is broken nine months in the freezer bacon jam lasts 90 days in the fridge up to one year in the freezer now some of my favorites rosemary chorizo french toast korean barbecue they even have a jardinera. and the bacon jams original bourbon spicy listen super bowl parties are this weekend if you're going to one or hosting one there is no better way to impress your friends Everybody likes to show up that next Monday and be like, that was a great game. But let me tell you about what somebody had to eat. Like somebody brought this slider or somebody brought this. How do you become the talk of the town on Monday or the talk of your Super Bowl party? You show up with Charlie the Bacon Guy's stuff. Bacon jam goes perfect on anything. You can put it in scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers. I said yesterday... Show up and make grilled cheese for everybody, but throw a little bacon Ooh. jam in that bad boy. Or drop a few big scoops of it on a charcuterie board and watch people go crazy at your Super Bowl party. Put it on pizza. Put it on pizza. Oh, wait a minute. Trust me. You've done it, huh?
0: Every time Brendan has talked about this, I always say this. Put it on pizza, I promise. Oh,
1: All right, wow. I can't do that.
2: Wow, this is the moment
1: of the Sounds whole show. Than putting pineapple on it. That's for sure. <laughs> Do both. Do both is yeah, right. I'm not a pineapple on pizza guy, but
2: starting now you can save 10% on your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use the code with the four important letters CHGO. Use the code CHGO at checkout. You could pick it up. That's the most efficient way or he'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home and put it on your Super Bowl pizza. Go to his website www.charliethebaconguy.com. He's also on Instagram, Twitter, and also has an email.
1: We have 154 people
2: watching us talk. Well, about we just started talking about bacon, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We were at like 10, and then all of a sudden, Corey says, "Put Charlie the Bacon Guy's jam on your pizza," yeah. and all of a sudden,
1: ding <laughs> ding ding. I'm ding, pretty ding. sure Charlie's yeah. tuning in today. I saw him. He leave was a in the in chat. There. Charlie yeah. was there. Yeah. He's in the
2: chat. Yeah. He, Charlie the Bacon Guy, can make you the hero of Super Bowl Sunday. That's all I'm yeah, saying. For sure, uh, did especially for getting pizza. Like, Sarah, did did Proud you Corey's see different. what Abby um, shirts put out?
1: What he made his own shirt. Yeah, saying, let's go, Jed. Let's go.
2: Jed. hashtag <laughs> Let's go, Jed. It's what we've basically been talking about. He's got 50 days to get Wearing it done. Wearing
1: it every day until they sign Belly. Uh, mm. By the way, shirt by the end of it, Joe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and after you pick that up, you know when you when you go to be a diehard, of course you get a free shirt. Here, and the Sammy shirts are in. Yeah. Cody had on already Bring bring it's, Sammy home. It's real comfortable. I like He's it. He's got the hoodie. Yeah. Um, so th- those are out. we got our dope merches here. Uh, did you see Altuve signed a five-year deal with the Astros? And then – Yeah. Maybe coincidentally, I don't know. Uh, Brendan puts out a picture of – Rich Biesterfeld had put out the picture of one, one player on the Cubs – Okay, Nick Madrigal. And then a former player from the Cubs, one, Sammy Sosa. And it's a very similar batting stance. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not, I am not personally saying that Mags could turn into Sammy Sosa based on the batting stance. But if Altuve can do it, why can't Mags do it? Do you
0: want me to tell you why? Oh, you're being facetious. All right, never mind. I, I saved
2: this topic just for Corey's <laughs> appearance today.
1: Uh, well, Brennan also <laughs> they, they, asked they, the question. Brennan did of, put it uh,
2: side by side. It does look it. very it. similar. Brennan if he also. You could add the hop after the swing.
1: Yeah. You
2: could add the hop.
1: The A little more extension from Sammy on the hands, though. For sure. <laughs> I will say, Brennan also posed a question of who, what would happen more, or what, what's more likely to happen? Yes. Morell strikes out 10 dudes, or magical if he converted hits five to be a homers. pitcher. Yeah. What's more likely to happen, Morrell to strike, strike out five or ten dudes or Madrigal well, to hit five homers? That
0: one was <laughs> uh, not Brendan's best work because Madrigal doesn't have five homers in his career, so him doing it in a single season would be – Incredible. Perhaps the most stunning development. He's bigger. Noticed that. It is, it is wow. Beefier. First
2: person to notice was Stephen, our White Sox producer. I think first that, person uh, to notice that bro, extra, you're bigger.
0: That extra bulk, he might drive him to the warning track this year. Yeah. He's like,
2: bro, you're you're bigger. And he was yeah. right. And it, and he said, thanks, man. I've been working on it.
0: I actually do wonder about that. Like on a, even on an, in, in in like being serious. Like that. I I'm curious. About that development from Madrigal's perspective. Like, obviously, oh, getting stronger is good, but that he should not be swinging to slug. No, like, I that's not I, his I, game. I don't think he is. I think he's. I think, well, it's just one of those, like, when guys bulk up like that, you know, it's like.
2: Well, I even questioned the other part of it. I think. He's going to hit double play ground balls harder in now, or what? <laughs> no, no. I think what he told us in the interview was he was trying to put on some size to help his body kind of weather the season a little bit better and And I you know there's people way smarter than me all over the world. The only thing I question about that is we saw Saya bulk up, and he started the season on the injured list. We've seen different players try to bulk up, and it that it doesn't necessarily correlate that you're going to be healthier that season. Sure. Sometimes I think the injury stuff is just you know maybe it's flexibility that's more important than anything mm-hmm. i don't I don't know the answer to that
1: yeah i mean uh <laughs> So are you just to pose the question of can Madrigal turn it to the Jose, next Sammy Sosa? Into, into yeah. Jose Altuve? Uh, or Altuve. No. <laughs> I, no, but also let's just acknowledge the fact that Jose Altuve's had the Crawford boxes in Houston for right. his entire career. And I do think that that means something, okay? nothing to, Not to take anything away from him, but I do think he's benefited from the ballpark that he's played in.
2: Madrigal did homer against the White Sox. I saw it in person. <laughs> he sure. did.
0: Yeah, I think Sean Caselli in the chat yeah. said no magical power, no morale walk-off. That's yeah. right. I, right. I saw
2: it in person. I did He's too. Right. That's true. I, I By always the way, Sox, 0% chance of making the playoffs okay. according to Picota. <laughs> Just throwing the number out. That's up. pretty depressing. There you go. Yeah. I no we, hope to go we
0: always get into this, and I, I always do just want to reiterate because I do I see people in the chat talk, you know, like I'm throwing shade at Madrigal, which I am. <laughs> but I do wanna yeah. I do wanna clarify, nice as I've Very said nice many guy. times, I do think that he can play a role on a good team. For the Cubs organization, what they're worth, what their aspirations are, et cetera, et cetera. My issue is discussing him as a legitimate starting option at third base when he has a career WRC plus that is below league average. And again, for as much as it worked, still has to take a pretty unorthodox route and setup to get simple outs at third base. I find that to be not a serious conversation from my perspective. If the team had slug everywhere and third base he's hitting ninth and it's the 2016 lineup with a murderer's row from one to seven fine do whatever you want that's not the team that they have and I don't find it to be a serious conversation
1: maybe I agree with that I think we all agree
0: I have with nothing that. against him as a person mm-hmm. and I do think he can be a, a quality player on a good team starting at third base yeah that's not serious. I mean, I'm sorry.
3: If Nico wasn't at second base, like, we would have more reasonable conversations about Madrigal potentially being that second baseman. Yeah, and if
0: you had a, a, a real bona fide, bona fide oh, slugger, right. like, at third base, yeah, it, it, it can be fine. Now, again, he still, even in that scenario, has a lot to prove. Like, yeah. he has to stay healthy, and he has to hit above a league average clip for more than a couple weeks at a time. But I, I do just like to clarify, like, I have fun... You know, dogging the guy or making jokes, but my actual like criticism is with what the discussion sort of it. Even yesterday, people looking at the pictures like, we bulked up. Like, what? C- come on, guys. You know, like, what are we doing here?
1: <laughs> We're bored waiting Sorry. for the We are very bored. Yeah. yeah. We are well, very we bored. We have another super chat. Fernando, Fernando, just throwing the money around. Yeah. At this point, do you guys think Belly has dug a hole? In fan <clears throat> expectation, if he gets an overpriced contractor bor- contract Boris wants, will fans turn on belly? That's something that I've actually kind of thought about. I, I was DMing with uh, one of our listeners last night on Instagram, mm. and she was said something along the lines of, like, it's gone... The, like the process has gone on so long that I've started to talk my or started to ask myself the question of do I even want him and like that's what we're all, all the bored at this point yeah. like waiting for this whole process to happen and I legit like I have gone through the same process as well but I just can't I can't find myself to believe that this team will be better without Bellinger they would need a lot of things to work out, or like in terms of internally, or they would have to make a trade or, or something. Because if they don't sign Bellinger, I don't think they'll sign Chapman. Maybe they sign Montgomery instead, so maybe the pitching's better and you rely on all, like the prospects offensively, you know, whatever. But they're just, to me, like the other scenario without Bellinger, I haven't brought myself to the point to where I think it would like, go wrong. I think it it's
0: it's interesting because it it i go back to the shirt from obvious shirts which um you know i'm like double repping today am i might yeah. say am i might say a shirt on i i think so let's go jed it's it's interesting because i think I, I don't think that they would turn on bellinger but i think fernando's question does pair with that shirt in a way that it's interesting to me that things have boiled down to this. That we view things, and and I agree with it. I'm not disagreeing with the message of Let's Go Jed. I wanted Cody Bellinger the whole time, and I think Jed needs to get moving more than just Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. I've always been on that. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting that all of this seems to have boiled down to the thing we all really want is them just bringing back their best player from last year, isn't yeah. it? Like, it It does feel like the goalpost has moved a bit. And I think that when you look at Fernando's question about would they meet, would they turn on Bellinger, etc., I, I don't think so, but... It is the thing where we've talked about this a bunch. Like, he is a somewhat risky player to give a particular contract to. Again, I want to sign him. I'm into him. I loved having him last year. I'm not moving that. But when we talk about what if a team goes crazy or what if Boris does get what he wants, we've talked about why that may be somewhat risky for Cody's Mm -hmm. profile, his injury history, et cetera. So it all just sort of comes together where I find it interesting that it all has boiled down to not only just bringing back the guy who was already on your team last year yes. and just replacing him with him, but also that it's particularly this version of Cody Bellinger. Like an offseason that started with let's get Shohei Otani or trade for Juan Soto. The the threshold now is just, well, they have to bring back the guy let's that was their best hitter. Year. Yeah,
2: isn't it interesting? Yeah, and and, and I would say... I don't know what the Picota projections are. The only thing I'll say about Bellinger, we all know that it could go bad. I would say the percentage of likeliness that it, the contract goes bad, it could go equally bad if they, or more so if they don't sign him. Mm. I think it's way more likely to go bad if they don't sign him this season. Oh, no question. Than, the, than it is that the contract will go bad and hamper the Cubs moving forward. I agree. So yeah. that, that's why I think they because need to I sign him. I think, don't think they need to sign him for 12
0: years. I, I don't think they're going to give him that contract. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. They're not going to give no him a contract that I think they either. regret. That's yeah. that's what Jed's whole thing is.
3: Yeah, and I also think, uh, you know, it's a risk, right? And But I, and I said this earlier in the show, that at some point you got to be willing to take a risk. Um, and, you know, it, it, obviously for the Cubs it would suck if it didn't work out, but, like, at some point you have to be able to take a risk on a player you really want and – like at least with Bellinger they have that year of data of, of getting to know him of building the relationship of knowing what he's about at least they have a year of all that kind of stuff so it's not and I, don't want, I don't want to say shot in the dark but it's not just going out and getting a free agent you don't already know um, is it a risk yeah because we saw what is 2021 and 2022 were we know the injury history um, and we know that last season you know, we're not 100% sure that it wasn't uh, a, more of an anomaly than not right but at some point You know, if it's a guy you want, a guy that fits your team, a guy that can help you win, you kind of have to be willing to take that risk. And, you know, that's obviously up to the front office to decide if Cody Bellinger is that guy that they need to take the risk on. Uh, But at some point they do. And so I I think I'm saying that generally, like they – at some point they have to take a risk on someone. And if, you know, I I look at it and Bellinger may be that guy. If if I'm looking at it, um, Bellinger might be that guy for him just considering what he was able to do last year. And knowing the organization, knowing the system, knowing everything that the Cubs are about, it might be that guy, Cook. I, I think I think it is that guy, Cook. Keep cooking. <laughs> Am I cooking?
1: Yeah, I cook. love Brian's comment. Let Selena's fiance cook. Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: I uh, it's my new favorite bit. It's yeah. gonna, it's going it's gonna be out there in the
1: app in the universe just from the show alone will manifest ryan yeah. herrera and the selena gomez wedding. yeah yeah seems
2: likely uh <laughs> hey guys one thing i can guarantee is low prices at cd one price cleaners customers save over 30 percent on their dry cleaning bill by switching to cd one price cleaners simple transparent service fast turnaround they have your order ready the same day or the next day other cleaners take two four days sometimes a week to get your garments ready They text alerts to you, let you know when your order is ready for pickup. A lot of uh, a big variety of services. They do dry clean, wash and fold laundry, blankets, comforters, uh, leather cleaning, area rug clean. I use the one in Arlington Heights. I've used it for a lot of those things. Visit chgo.cd1 that's o n e dot com link in the description once you're there you could pick from an in-store coupon or an online pickup and delivery coupon options you're going to want to check it out they do great stuff like i said it is fast you, you know springtime sometimes like people like to clean their comforter and store it away for the for the summertime man they do it fast it's, it's the next day oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. the day yeah fernando said
3: i'm all about cd1
2: great turnaround time it, it, it it's go. amazing they are really fast uh, and I like, the te- I like the text, too. I like to know when it's ready. I don't want to be guessing, like, if I'm going to go over to the cleaners, is it going to be ready? I know. They've already sent me a text. It's yeah. ready. Uh, by the way, I-, I think Cody's aware of this, but it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Uh, it's something we can all get behind, you know, for the health of the planet or for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's why Cody rides a scooter sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Barb, listen up, because you, you're never listening to me, all right? The, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs, as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Cody? Well, Luke, Corey, Ryan, the chat, specifically Barb in this case. Uh, you should go to ComEd.com slash clean and learn about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives. Available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comet.com slash clean. Did you say comet.com slash clean? Stock, you, you going to listen? Yes. Well, I've had a cold. <laughs>
2: it's congesting my ears. Oh,
1: eh? God. You're acting like Barb. Listen up. <laughs> go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. ComEd.com uh, slash clean. Slash okay? clean. Matthew
2: Gregory in the live YouTube chat with a good point that, you know, <laughs> you could have those Hawaiian shirts ready to go mm-hmm. for spring training. You drop them off at CD1 Cleaners. Oh, yeah. Wash them, fold them. All you got to do is put them in the suitcase. Ready to go.
3: Fresh, you're ready. Yeah, we're talk- I'm th- I'm talking. I've talked about how I haven't packed anything yet. CD1 helps you know get that started. Oh, the Godfather has there. an
2: electric frying pan. That's something I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> see, we see now what the we, chat gives you you know we know on. we
1: know Godfather has that? new floors thanks to Empire, and now we know he has an electric frying pan. Yep,
2: everybody's getting rid of those gas stoves. Everybody's going back to old electric. Um, so you know we have one minute left, or or slightly more and i was going to give uh, Corey the floor to talk about wrestling but apparently he doesn't have time to tell you why he's yeah, mad that much more than the rock, rock. is going to be the main yeah, event in idea. wrestlemania I need
0: way more than uh, a minute a i i will you know i will take uh, well, maybe all,
2: next week when ryan's gone you you jump in and we just I, do a wrestling and segment. brendan
0: gets mad at me i like you know it's a cubs show i like to talk about the cubs i, I will uh, publicly though you know i think along with ryan uh, just reiterate not this one. We want Cody, and he needs to finish the story. If you <laughs> yeah. know, oh, you know. Oh, okay. Not me. Okay.
1: Listen, it's the so, year of the Codys in 2020. Too many Codys. So, Corey, I agree with you. We want Cody. Oh, he's agreed with me. He's agreed with Corey today. Yeah. Well, credit to me.
2: This is a, whole, also, new, this is a whole new Cody. I, b- he's agreeing before, with everybody. Before we sign off,
0: I did see a comment from, I think it was Lance in our, our YouTube chat that I, I thought was a good one. Just to wrap up the projection stuff, like yeah. certainty doesn't certainty in the projections and stuff doesn't guarantee anything. And I think it's a good thing to remember when everybody's talking about these projections. Um, I think we would like the Cubs to be reflected higher because it, you know, there's just a lot of risk and a lot of things in baseball. And the more you can control and the better position you put yourself in, the more likely, let's say things go well. But I think it is a good point. There's a lot of discussion about projections and win models and stuff. And ultimately, correct, that does not win baseball games. And best laid plans go wrong. Teams outperform projections, et cetera, et cetera. So you can kind of take all of the discussion now as you will. But I do think like where they're projected at now is reflective of how they've operated and how their offseason has gone. And I think it would have been, it would be nice to get that number higher because it would reflect that they've made better moves and made the team better on paper, which, of course, only gets you so far, but season hasn't started, so that's as far as we can go
2: right now. Should that be our next shirt? You know, he's got Let's Go Jet over at Obvious shirts. Should we have finished the story, Cody?
3: No. That would have been a great tagline for 2016. Finish, finish the story, story for the
0: yeah. Cubs. When it does work, I, I well, know
3: they it, haven't put out their it,
0: slogan yet. It was very, it was very confusing to a lot of folks uh, on Cubs Twitter in particular when all of that was happening because we people were talking about. Cody Rhodes, a wrestler, right. yeah. but a lot of the hashtags looked like they could have just very easily right. be co-opted by
2: here. Cubs Twitter. Right. It's like yeah. when Cody was getting his name chanted at Cubs convention,
1: right, and in St. Louis, the big year on Monday, uh, and Cody's. at the Royal Rumble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, Listen, Eric, it's, it's don't the let year. the fact
2: that wrestling is fake get in the way of a good story.
1: What do you mean it's fake? Right. This is news yeah. to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> you right. Mean it's- uh, but also, before we get out of here, yeah, uh, Red Sox getting their own version of hot, Hard Knocks. I am here to say that I am still waiting for the 2016 Cubs World Series or season movie. Bill Murray is only going to be on this earth for... Not very much. A long. Finite. Time. Oh wow, he's killing hey, off yeah, Bill Murray. Hey, Whoa! Murray Listen, in and now my man, General my right. man
3: oh my Bill goodness. Murray is Say, getting
1: could, older by you the day. Should, you all should right, have just said a finite number of years. All right, finite number of there years. Sorry. All right. How much longer? I am. I am <laughs> waiting. I. They, the Red Sox. They have Fever Pitch. They have the documentary, the thirty for thirty documentary, wow. and now yeah. they're going to have their own Hard Knocks on top of something that's related to the 04 championship. I'm just saying the Cubs deserve something. I know we have like the World Series DVD that like MLB makes for every single team when they win the World Series. I don't care. I need something. I I am deserving of that. And I swear to God, if Bill Murray is not in it, I'm going to be upset.
2: Okay. Well, we do have Taking Care of Business, that movie, uh, with uh, – who's the guy? I can't stand it. The Cubs have Rookie of the Year. Oh, come on. Taking Cubs care of business, he, he skips work, he goes, skips work. And Ferris, goes Bueller the, no, Ferris Bueller takes No, that's Ferris Bueller. Taking right care of business, Cubs, yeah. he escapes from jail to see the Cubs, I think, in the World Series. Mm. It's uh, a Belushi, I think Jim I'm Belushi.
0: Mm, yeah. I, I was like, I, Great Luke, Cubs fan, Luke could Jim Jim be Belushi. describing a silent yeah. film <laughs> with Charlie Chaplin. We Charlie don't know. So, just,
2: Legendary Cubs fan, Jim Belushi. Yeah,
0: the spins. I, I feel like I'm I'm I. I uh, 2016 Cubs content is always welcome uh, because they won the World Series that year. A lot of oh, people forget that. Yeah. But they do. I like especially like right now, I'm kind of fine with the Cubs being left alone. I don't need a camera on them. Because the Red Sox, even the response to that from their fans was a little weird. Like well, yeah. they were like, is the show gonna cover how they went from one of the top franchises in baseball to the cellar dwellers of the AL East? Or like what are we talking
1: about? It's not a good it's not the best yeah, time. That, that was for that. my that was gonna be my spin zone is the fact that they chose the worst team to do it for right now. But Again, I stand on, I stay on what I, I said about. That would just be another thing like the
0: sports movie. book that everyone would say, oh, they have a big Netflix deal for them to not spend any money on Cody Bellinger. We don't need it.
1: That's fair. <laughs> I don't care if the Cubs have either. their own hard knocks or whatever. I care about the movie because, again, Netflix is doing this hard knocks version for the Red it Sox. style still. But they're also <laughs> doing, like, another 04, like, documentary thing. And I'm like. When are we getting the Cubs one, man? Yeah. All
2: right, we got to go. Ryan has a very important tavern style to do. We're back at 1230 tomorrow. Again, live, Barb, 1230 right here for the CHGO Cubs podcast. Thanks again to Ben, Stephen, Greg. Jimmy, Jacob, and Jeremy for being the newest diehards. You can go to allchgo.com, sign up to be that diehard. You get the card, you get the swag, you get the prestige of all of it and access to Ryan's articles until tomorrow 12:30 thanks for watching we appreciate it and see you tomorrow fly the w